This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, March the 24th as we continue to trudge along in our new normal as obviously... um, Far more things important, as I say every day, than um, Phillies or baseball or whatever. But hopefully people can come here and find a way to be a little bit distracted, a little bit entertained, and uh, talk about something that we love. And and we've talked a lot about the importance of baseball on this show, the cultural significance, the um, you know significance it has with relationships and, and all that type of stuff, family relationships, friends, all that type of stuff. But um, again, we understand at the same time there are much more important things happening, but in an effort to have a little fun, which we've tried to do uh, lately. Coming up later this week, we'll get into some more Phillies nitty-gritty stuff. But um, last couple days, we've been doing some all-time or some starting nines, as it were. Uh, started with the best nine in baseball at the moment. The best at each position, as it were, JT Romuto. The only Philly to grace that list. But then uh, yesterday, I had a little fun diving into my lifetime, my all-time starting nine. As uh, Again, I don't feel... Super comfortable uh, talking about guys I haven't seen play. I can look at the numbers and all that stuff. But if I'm going to do an uh, uh, all-time Saturday Night, it's my all-time. It's my lifetime when I remember I'm 31. Uh, excuse me. I was born in 1981. I'm 38. Um, almost 39. So uh, today I figured we'd, we'd round out the starting nines. We did the current Saturday Night. We did the Philly Saturday Night. Let's do an all-time starting nine for my lifetime. Since 1981, really cognizantly since 1987, 88, players I saw, players who stuck out. This one a lot of fun because there are so many answers, and I'm sure a lot of the listenership, at least close in age or, or remembers a lot of these players, or if you don't, if you're too young, um, you know, you can go back and look them up. I'm sure you've heard of them all. They're all pretty famous, a lot of them. Most Hall of Famers, some still playing, all that type of stuff, but... Uh, I thought it'd be a fun exercise. It's always fun to, you know, especially in this time without games, without any specific things to talk about, to go back and look at why we love the sport so much, the players that made us love the sport so much. And a lot of those guys are on this list for me. And certainly yesterday's list of the all-time Phillies in my lifetime would um, certainly, um, you know, encompass a lot of the players who made me love the sport, who made me fall in love with the sport. We'll see a lot of those names today from other teams as well, kind of the greats of the great of my lifetime. So let's dive into it. Um, And uh, there are no positions that are clear runaways, maybe a couple um, where it's it's relatively handedly that that person wins, but there's pretty much a a second or third or fourth name in each position. 
um, other than one, which we'll get to later. Uh, let's start at catcher. For me, this was at least one of the more easy decisions. For me, it really just came down to two guys, definitively came down to two guys, Mike Piazza and Ivan Rodriguez, Pud Rodriguez, both Hall of Famers, both deserved Hall of Famers. I think, obviously, from a defensive perspective, Pudge was way, way, way better than Piazza. But for me, in my lifetime, Mike Piazza is the best catcher I've ever seen. And, and yes, it's based on the bat. Yes, it's based on the numbers. But I don't care. He was such a dominant offensive catcher and a, a at least serviceable catcher defensively. Not great. Not even that good. But, but good enough where that bat... What he could do offensively was so meaningful at that position. Um, for me, pretty easily, I would say Mike Piazza is the best catcher I've seen. Again, the only other person who even gets mentioned is Ivan Rodriguez. Buster Posey is maybe next on that list. He's not in the class of those other two guys. Pudge, um, it wasn't easy because Pudge isn't deserving. It's easy because Piazza was just such an unbelievable hitter in my lifetime. But but. But there is an argument at least to be made for Rodriguez. Rodriguez, a great offensive player in and of itself. Um, you know, obviously the leader of that Marlins team that won a World Series. And defensively, maybe the best or among the best in terms of just being able to do everything defensively, the throws, the calling a staff, all that stuff was just a, a master at all of it. One of the best we've seen, certainly. So he is he is a worthy competitor, but for me, Piazza gets the mantle and i feel confident in giving it to him moving on to first base first base is a much tougher decision there have been some some greats in my lifetime some names that pop out frank thomas um certainly uh, uh when i was growing up among the best players in the game a hall of famer um and was just an awesome awesome hitter to watch someone who just was in total control in the box jeff bagwell i wouldn't put him at thomas's level but still a great player hall of famer as well really Really strong first baseman. Mark McGuire, I wouldn't put him as high as those other two, but he would be in the Hall of Fame if not for the, the steroids and all that stuff. And, um, you know, obviously I think maybe the scariest power hitter of my lifetime, someone when they just came to the plate, um, you felt like he was the most likely person in a home run of, of all the people you've ever seen. Um, and Miguel Cabrera has to be on the list. And granted, started third, um, you know, played some other positions at times, but really predominantly a first baseman for, for the, you know, last large portion of his career. Triple crown, back-to-back MVP. Miguel Cabrera was a great, great player. He will make the Hall of Fame and uh, he's right there. But again, this one is a, at least a semi-easy one when you look at, um, again, and all those others are really worthy answers for, for the period of my life. If 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 this player hadn't played and, and one of those other guys, whether it's Frank Thomas or, or Miggy Cabrera, ended up being the best first baseman of my lifetime, I would be totally fine with that. But luckily, I got to see Albert Pujols play. And Albert Pujols is definitively, for me, the best first baseman of my lifetime nickname you get a nickname like the machine i mean that that shows how how great you are you know the the four 500 plus homers three three thousand hit combo is a rare thing um albert pools is just a um was a machine like that nickname was so apropos because that's what he was he was just so consistent i mean if you ever want to waste some time uh and you're a, a going to baseball reference and just look at the stats guys um, and you've never really done that with Albert Pools, man. It is uh, it is something. It is something to go in there. I mean, you know, I, just looking at home run totals year by year: thirty-seven, thirty-four, forty-three, forty-six, forty-one, forty-nine, thirty-two, thirty-seven, forty-seven, forty-two, 
37-30, and then another 40-homer season in 2015. The amazing thing when he's doing that is he's also batting 329, 314, 359, 331, 330, 331, 327, 357, 327, 312. Just an unfreaking believable hitter. As as great a hitter as I've seen in my lifetime. One of the two or three great hitters of my lifetime, uh, certainly on that list. Um, and... Um, just a uh, an awesome, awesome player, a solid defensive player too. Also played third when he first came up, so had that kind of ability to be a little bit more rangy at first than most. So Albert Pujols for me, a very worthy first baseman of my lifetime. Second base again, this uh, another surprisingly easy. I guess some of these decisions were easier to made out. There are there are other good options like Craig Biggio was great Hall of Famer yet again, and granted played catch early on. Ryan Sandberg, I didn't see the heart of his career, but he was still a really good player when I started getting into baseball and watch a lot of really good Ryan Sandberg's years. But uh, for me, this is another easy one. Robbie Alomar was was so far and away the best second baseman I ever saw play baseball on both sides of the plate. Just a, an awesome offensive player, a switch hitter, one of the great second base hitters of all time, and maybe the smoothest defensive second baseman I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, literally, just a, a brilliant defender. When him and Vizquel were together in Cleveland, it's maybe the best double play combo I've ever seen. He was... Just an awesome baseball player, really. And uh, I know he had some issues with being a, a jerk at times, spitting in John Hirschbeck's face will never be forgotten. But, man, Robbie Almar could play. And he was one of those guys, as you're watching him play, you're like, oh, this is the best second baseman I've ever seen. I feel very confident in saying that. Was a winner on a lot of winning teams, won World Series with the Blue Jays. Um, Roberto Almar for me, very easily. That one, of the ones we've talked about so far for me, probably – the easiest one. Like, that is the most definitive one for me. Robbie Alomar, the best second baseman of my lifetime. Third baseman, I gave it to Mike Schmidt, and it's a little unfair because, as I said on yesterday's show, talking about my all-time Phillies lineup, um, I didn't really see the heart of Schmidt's career, but um, I saw the last few years, and I also um, I grew up with Schmidt. I grew up with Schmidt being the greatest player uh, on my favorite team ever and the legend of Schmidt. I'm watching all the highlights. I'm watching the World Series highlights and all that type of stuff. So uh, it's a bit of a cheat, especially here where there are some great answers. I mean, Alex Rodriguez, let's be fair, steroids or not, has to be on the list of the greatest third baseman that any of us have seen. Chipper Jones, a you know first ballot Hall of Famer, an awesome, awesome player. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs is a monster. That guy was a hitting machine when I was growing up. George Brett played predominantly at third base. It's another just all-time great player, though. Brett, I didn't see the heart of his career. Boggs was so good for so long, but I didn't see parts of the career. Um, but it's Schmidt for me. He's the best third baseman of all time. Ten gold gloves. I made the case yesterday if you want to go back and listen, but I think for me, um, Schmidt is definitely the best third baseman of all time. I think most people agree on that. Um, but for me in my lifetime, I'll give it to Schmidt. It's a little bit of a stretch in terms of what I got to see and remember cognizantly, but I feel like I know enough and saw enough about Schmidt for him to get the nod there. Shortstop, one of my toughest calls. Um, and look, A-Rod, before he moved to third base, was certainly in that discussion. Uh, probably would win if he had stayed at third base. No, probably would have uh, at shortstop, I mean. Um, it comes down to three guys for me, ultimately, after knocking a lot of really great players off the list. And... and a guy like Francisco Lindor who's playing right now, who's my best shortstop in baseball right now the other day when we did that show, um, is someone who, I, if he continues on the pace he's at career-wise, could certainly threaten this. But um, it comes down to Barry Larkin, Cal Ripken Jr., and Derek Jeter for me. And I think it's Derek Jeter. 
Uh, I don't feel great about it. This one, again, is really tough. Ripken was was great. I remember his MVP season. He was an awesome player that year. Obviously, the Iron Man thing definitely matters. It's something that you know you have to at least discuss when you're talking about his legacy. A really good offensive and defensive player, but... For me, it has to be Jeter. I, I'm a I'm a big flag fly flags fly forever guy. I mean, that guy just won, and you know he did it uh, the right way. And, you know, it's so cliche and all that. Ah, oh, I almost want to throw up my mouth just saying it, but he did, and he was a a great player. You know, who ultimately accumulated Hall of Fame stats, and um, you know he was never the best, but um, I think when you take the cumulative of his career. And the winning and the, all of it put together, I think you have to give it to Jeter. It's really close, though, and I, I don't want to. I think Ripken would be right behind him. Barry Larkin, an underrated, great player as well, Hall of Famer. But for me, it's sadly got to be Jeter. All right, moving to the outfield. Left field is easy, even though it's crazy because it's got probably two of the the definitely two of the nine greatest players of my lifetime. For just talking about starting nine, like the the guy who comes in second place here should be on this list, but he's not just because the guy comes in first. Second place is Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson is just an amazing baseball player. It was even better at times before I was really into baseball in those years prior to that. But even what I saw, just um, just an unbelievable player, one of the greats of all time, um, was way ahead of his time with the walks and all that stuff. Ricky Henderson was just a phenomenal player, great fielder, obviously the all-time base runner. Um, he would be a very worthy pick for any spot on this team if he weren't a left fielder because Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. Period. End the sentence. Barry Bonds. And I don't look, I if you haven't listened to the show, I'm sure you'll hear me say I talk I'm not big on the, you know, I think the steroid guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think that the vast majority of players during that time were taking it, so it's impossible to really know what did, what didn't work, all that type of stuff. But just on a basic level, all I can do is judge what I saw, judge what I saw in the competition they were playing. And Barry Bonds is the best I've ever seen. I mean, no one's ever changed the game like Barry Bonds. It's it's not comparable. He got on base 60% of the time one season. He has 609 on base percentage in a season. I mean, that's ridiculous. I was talking about pools before. I mean, Barry Bonds is the ultimate go down his reference page and just your eyes bust open and you're like, what am I looking at? Who was this guy? Um, so for me, it's Bonds. It's easy. I have no qualms about putting him there steroids-wise and all that. Barry Bonds, the best player I've ever seen in my lifetime. Easily the best left fielder. Uh, multiple times, like six or seven gold gloves too. So let's not take that away from me either. But Barry Bonds, just, just the best. Easy, 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 easy answer. Um, all right, center field. This one a little more controversial because... My runner-up is Ken Griffey Jr., and he should be on this list too. He certainly at a at time was one of the best players I've ever seen, one of the best players in my lifetime, still ended up with amazing career numbers, even considering all the injuries, all the issues he had. But um, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I'm putting Mike Trout above him on that list. I think Mike Trout's the best center fielder I've ever seen over Ken Griffey Jr. Mike Trout is a better player than Ken Griffey Jr., and I – I honestly, that's not really a hot take, to be honest. I mean, he just is. I mean, he's just a better player. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, Mike Trout's the, the best player of a generation. Mike Trout, if he continues on the trajectory he is on, is going to go down as one of the 10 greatest players in the history of baseball. <laughs> he's that good. He's that type of level of guy, like one of the, the seminal players in the history of the sport. Um, you know, he's probably 
the second best player I've ever seen after Bonds. I mean, really. And again, he doesn't have the, the career yet to justify that statement, but just in terms of watching my own eyes, I mean, Mike Trout's the second best player I've ever seen. And he is certainly, without a doubt, the best center fielder. And it sucks for Ken Griffey Jr. He deserves to be on this list. It's just like Ricky Henderson. I mean, Griffey Jr. and Ricky Henderson should be bumped because they deserve to be in the starting nine. I'm sure they're going to be devastated when they find out that James Seltzer did not put them on his all-time, his lifetime starting nine. But I got to be real, you know? I got to be real. It is what it is. Um, seriously, though, I mean, it is um, – I, I can't underscore what a great player Mike Trout is, and I think this is the the time to the type of thing where you need to give him that credit. He was better than Kangaroo Junior. He is better than Kangaroo Junior. He will end his career better than Kangaroo Junior. Mike Trout, an all time, all time, all time baseball player. All right, right field was incredibly tough. Maybe the toughest decision on this list. Right there, shortstop was up there, but I mean, man. Is a really tough decision. It comes down to four guys for me, and honestly, this is the only one where I could I could see myself picking any of the four. Um, for me, it comes down to Ichiro, Tony Gwynn, Manny Ramirez, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, I think Manny probably Manny not probably Manny definitely the best hitter of the bunch overall. When you take it all into account, and that's something to say when you've got Ichiro and Tony Gwynn in the same category. They're the best pure hitters, maybe I've ever seen. Um, but Manny, the power, the ability. I mean just a savant when it comes to hitting, but um, I'm really torn with this one because my gut tells me to take Ichiro. When you put it all together, the offensive, the, the defensive ability, the arm, the base running, but Tony Gwynn is staring me in the face, and so is Manny. Vlad, I think, is the one who's the clear four of the group, and the thing with Manny is Manny also played a lot of left field, too, so that makes it a little more difficult, too, but uh, came up as a right fielder. You know, I, I thought of him as a right fielder, but it does ding him a little bit, so I think I'm going to go... Ah, I was about to say Ichiro, and then, honestly, Tony Gwynn almost came out of my mouth. I got to go Gwynn. Uh, this is a, a change on the fly. I'm going Tony Gwynn. Best pure hitter I've ever seen. Um, again, I missed some of those years there prior where he was still great in the mid-80s before I really got into baseball. But even during my lifetime, just the best pure hitter I've, I've ever seen. He almost batted 400 the year of the strike. He was batting like 394, and I remember just how dominant he was as a hitter. Uh, tons of stolen bases early on. A great defender. I'm going to go Tony Gwynn over Ichiro and over Manny. And it, I literally I was planning on saying Ichiro. I wrote down Ichiro. If you look at my my notes, my show prep, I have Ichiro as the winner. And this is when you find out the truth, right? This is when you're, you're making this incredibly subjective type of list that we are doing here. Uh, that's when you find out right now when it comes out that I actually am putting Tony Gwynn on the list. So, Tony, congratulations. Um, obviously, Tony passed away a few years ago, but but he is missed. And, and uh uh, quite an honor to be on this list here. Ichiro, I'm very sorry, friend. Um, you deserved it, but you're just on the outside. I mean, just think about the outfield we didn't pick. With You got an outfield of Ricky Henderson, Ken Gervy Jr., and Ichiro. It's like, okay, and then Manny too. So what? Um, really impressive. All right, moving on to DH. It's David Ortiz. I don't need to belabor it. It is funny, though, because Edgar Martinez, uh, a Hall of Famer and one of the great hitters I've seen, uh, pure hitters again, and and. Also, Paul Molitor really spent the most of his career DHing and was such a great player, a Hall of Famer, 3,000 must hits. But 
when you think about the DH position and someone just exclusively DH'd, Edgar started his career as a third baseman, someone just exclusively DH'd and was so meaningful and so important to a franchise, to the league, to the sport, it's Ortiz. I mean, who had more big hits than David Ortiz? He just did. And I, the numbers are better for Molitor. The numbers are better for Edgar. But Ortiz is the best DH of my lifetime. And again, if I had to pick one of those guys to be up in a big spot, I wouldn't even blink and say, give me Ortiz. Let's keep rolling here and, and go get him, Big Poppy. So for me, it's Ortiz. That one, a close one between those three, but it's got to be David Ortiz. All right, I'm going to do a bonus here. Uh, I'm going to pick a right-handed and left-handed pitcher, and then we'll do a closer as well. So it's really a starting 12 um, here. But um, uh, I will say the right-handed pitcher is the pitcher that I would take for what it's worth. Um I'll start with left-handed pitcher for that reason. Uh, this is really came down to two guys for me. It's Clayton Kershaw and it's Randy Johnson. And as much as I love Kershaw, I think it has to be Randy Johnson. It's really close. Don't get me wrong. I honestly flirted with picking Kershaw. Kershaw, such a great pitcher, has had a, a you know, not now, but had a good three, four, five-year run as the hands-down best pitcher in baseball. One of the great lefties we've ever seen. Um, but it's Randy Johnson. And Johnson also has the postseason success, but Johnson, just the length, breadth of his career, um, was unlike anyone we'd ever seen to at the time, that just monster lefty who just flung it in there and um, just a devastating hook. And um, it's a really close one, but I'll go Randy Johnson's left-hand starter. My, my number one right-hand starter, and there, this is including two guys who somehow are not starting on this team because they are two of the all-timers, one especially. But Roger Clemens, who, again, I missed part of it, but I saw a lot of great Roger Clemens. Multiple Cy Young wins. He won seven Cy Youngs or whatever, six Cy Youngs. Um, absurd what he was able to do. Um, he should be on the list. And Greg Maddox, four Cy Youngs, uh, was a, an amazing, amazing, amazing pitcher. Um, deserves to be on this list. Both Clemens and Maddox have better career numbers than the guy I'm going to pick, but... Pedro Martinez is the best pitcher I ever saw, period. That's it. It is what it is. 99 Pedro is without a doubt the most dominating season I've ever seen from a pitcher in my lifetime. Pedro, when he was on for that whatever year stretch it was, was the best I've ever seen. I've never gone up against a pitcher and felt more helpless than when watching a team that I was rooting for play against Pedro Martinez. The best, it is what it is. He is my starter. My right-handed pitcher, my overall pitcher, it's Pedro, it's Pedro, it's Pedro, it's Pedro. I feel so confident about that from my eyes, from what I saw. And again, his career numbers are not close to Randy Johnson or Clemens or Maddox. He's the best pitcher I ever saw. That's it. Um, All right, closer, we'll add it in just for fun. I think this one, by far, hands down, the easiest call on the list. But let's just say it anyway, Mariano Rivera the best closer of my lifetime, the best closer of anyone's lifetime, probably will go down 100 years from now as the greatest closer in the history game. No one will ever do what that guy did. All-time closer, not even a question. So the list, our starting 9, 11, 12, whatever it is, of my lifetime. Catcher, Mike Piazza, narrowly over Pudge. First base, Albert Pujols, feel good about it. Second base, Roberto Alomar, feel very good about it, no-brainer. Third base, Mike Schmidt. A bit of a stretch. Sorry, Chipper. Sorry, A-Rod. Boggs. I'm going Schmitty. Suck it. Go Phillies. Shortstop, Derek Jeter. Probably the one that I feel the most conflicted about as you've got Ripken and Larkin staring you right in the face. And none of those guys are as good as, as Ricky Henderson or Ken Griffey Jr., but it is what it is. 
Outfield, left fielder, Barry Bonds. Sorry, Ricky Anderson. Barry's the best I ever saw. It is what it is. Sorry. End of the, just end of discussion. It is what it is. Barry's the best I ever saw. Um, right field, Tony Gwynn, in a, in a last-second thrilling victory for Tony, pulls it out over Ichiro and Manny Ramirez. That was very close. David Ortiz, your DH. Edgar and Maud are probably better players, but Ortiz, the best DH I ever saw. And then Pedro is my starting pitcher, my right-handed pitcher. Randy Johnson, my lefty. And then Mo Rivera. Mariana Rivera gets the closer. No, that was fun. I enjoyed going through my all-time starting nine plus. Um, but um, I just uh, – it's fun. It's fun to, to get a chance to kind of go through this stuff, have fun. And we'll, we'll do, be doing a lot more of it. Look, we don't have games. We're going to reminisce. We're going to think about the past. We're going to think about the future. We're going to get into it all. So really, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking some time to spend some time in this time with me. Um, coming up this week, we're going to do a uh, Philly's X Factor show, which I mentioned um face of the franchise show coming up there's a lot of fun stuff to get into so um we will do all that uh the rest of this week until then uh again uh stay safe stay healthy and uh from the bottom of my heart thank you for for spending some time with me and uh and giving me the chance to distract myself by doing this and hopefully distract you from uh from the the tough realities of what we're going through right now so uh until next time thank you again for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.